In this series, uh, we talk about the work of the Surrey Trading Standards Office. Now, most of us are aware of scams and, in some cases, been victims of this crime. These can take many forms, from lotteries and prize draws to being contacted to support an unknown person in return for large sums of money. We have David Bullen with us from the Surrey Trading Standards Office. David, once more, thank you for your time. Serious business, this. What do we know so far? Um, well, uh, we, we know that uh, every, every year up to three million people fall victim to scams and they lose on average about £850 each. So, so it is serious business. A lot of people also don't recognise the seriousness of it because when we receive something through the mail saying we, we, we've won £10,000, we put it in the bin and we forget about it. We, we see it as a, as a minor annoyance. But where people actually get hooked into responding to these things, they can lose thousands and thousands of pounds. What sort of scams are we looking at here? The, there's a, a multitude of scams. There's, there's effectively a scam for everyone, and every time a, a new opportunity comes along, a new scam is found for it. Uh, but we're talking about the sort of prize draw mailings you might receive through the post, uh, possibly psychic predictions. It can be things like lotteries. You, you, you've won the Spanish lottery or whatever it might be. Sometimes it's the opportunity for investment opportunities. These scams come in a variety of means through the post, by telephone, by email. We've probably all received them at some time or another, but we haven't all necessarily experienced the seriousness impact of them. You're right, we, we have. I certainly have, have got uh, a number of wins on uh, a European lottery, which, which I get uh, from time to time in my uh, email box, saying, you know, you, you've won X million pounds and, and to contact... Um, these people. What's wrong with that? Well, the problem is, if if you actually make contact, that's when you get hooked in. Until you've made the contact, it goes in the bin, you forget about it. It's really annoying that this thing's come through the door, they've sent me junk mail again, but it's forgotten about. When you start responding, you get added to what's called the suckers list. And once you're on that list, you'll receive more and more and more and more of these. Um, you know, sometimes people are receiving hundreds of mailings a week. Uh, it, can, it can get that seriousness serious. If they're responding to them, they get more and more. Uh, we've, we've dealt with uh, people who, who have lost an awful lot of money in respect of these. I dealt with a gentleman fairly recently. He'd been responding to, to these sorts of mailings for, for about three years, and his his son believed that he'd probably been losing somewhere in the region of about 25000 a year just by responding to prize draw type mailings he'd also been investing in in, in uh, bogus investment opportunities and again his son seemed to think he, he'd invested somewhere in the region of about a million pounds in these bogus investment opportunities so we're not talking of a few pounds here and there we're talking about very large sums of money people can lose their life savings they can potentially lose lose their homes they can lose everything it, 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 with regard to these sorts of scams now, I, I guess, obviously, the advice is do not give out any details of your personal bank details. Is, is that correct? Oh, absolutely. Ne never, ever give out uh, personal bank account details to, to anyone you don't know, anyone that asks for them, or any other personal information. Uh, 
that should always be be treated in, in confidence um, if you've got something like a shredder obviously shred that sort of information is always good advice but 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 never be tempted to give it out the the, the sort of the, the people who operate these scams are quite sophisticated they're not necessarily just sort of someone sitting in their bedroom sending out emails they can be quite sophisticated outfits they're criminal gangs effectively mm-hmm. and they can make things look very genuine, very realistic, uh, uh, and can, can almost convince people that, oh, well, it must be okay to, to give out the details here. It, it isn't. Just don't do it. Under any circumstances? Under any circumstances. No one should be asking for that sort of information. Unless you know the person, don't give that sort of information out. Okay. Um, what other sort of scams have you got that you can make us aware of? Uh, well, I mean, there's, there's a wide variety, as, as I say. I mean, a, another common one is the sort of uh, advanced fee fraud scams. Uh, that That's often where someone, uh, possibly based out in somewhere like Nigeria, sends you a letter saying that, uh, you know, their, their great uncle was the managing director of some big oil company and they've got about sort of 20 million US dollars tucked away in some bank account that they, they need to get out of the country. And they invite you to, to assist them in that because it just so happens that your surname is Smith and their surname is Smith and, and you're an ideal person to, to, to utilise it, it in this venture. And you know, all you need to do is provide them with uh, maybe your bank account details so, so they, <laughs> they can transfer the money and then you'll get a stake in that or it might be that yeah you need to you need to provide them other personal information so they can set this this, this process up um, but there really is uh, a scam for everyone uh, also things like the um, miracle health cures things like that as well that that we see a lot of those, those sorts of scams um, yeah i think unfortunately I think we've all got an Achilles heel somewhere. There's something that will um, convince almost every one of us, even trading standards officers. <laughs> and, yeah, we have to be alert and vigilant to, 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 to anything. So are there any steps then to uh, ensure that vulnerable people don't fall victim to these scams, apart from those that you've already mentioned, like don't give out your bank details at all? There are. Uh, it, it can be very difficult, obviously, to stop these sorts of things. The vast majority of scams start abroad, and the money that goes back to them goes abroad. So these people are usually operating out of the UK, which means in terms of sort of legislation and bringing them to book in terms of sort of uh, criminal process and things like that, it's almost impossible. It's very difficult. So... The best course of action with, with, with scams is largely about education, educating the public rather than trying to tackle them because obviously we want to tackle them, we want to stop them, but, but that's, that's very, very difficult to do. And we are doing a, a lot of work to educate the public. Unfortunately, it tends to be the vulnerable, um, often the elderly, often the lonely, um, who, who are taken in by these sorts of things. It might be because, you know... It, you know they, they they don't see that many people each week they're um you know at home alone not a lot to do and actually responding to these sorts of mailings that come through the door gives them some kind of a purpose uh so you know we're, we're very keen to take every opportunity we can to educate people about the seriousness of it and we're doing a lot of work at the moment to try and educate professionals and carers and people like that about the the, the, the real seriousness 
of these sorts of scams and how they can hopefully protect the people that they're, they're coming into contact with, the people they care for. One of the scams that, that I've been made aware of because a colleague of mine was a victim was when um, on the internet a, a bank said we're changing our um, domain name from X bank to Y bank and we need your bank details so that we could you know, make sure that your money is safe and, and they fell victim to that. Now, a, apart from the notoriousness of this, is there any anything that anybody can do if they're victims of this sort of scam? Once you're a victim, it's almost impossible to, to, to get any money back that you might have lost uh, because it goes overseas. You can't pursue the people through the courts for redress or anything like that. We're talking about organised crime, effectively. Mm. So, you know, the, the, the reality is you have to avoid it before you become a victim. Once you are a victim, it's very difficult. Um, there are some practical steps that people can take. And the first thing I would say is, is if you are caring for someone who, who, who is uh, particularly vulnerable, I would advise you always to keep an eye out for anything that might suggest that maybe uh, something, some sort of scam is taking place. Do they get a lot of mail through the post? You know, is there always a lot of a lot of stuff coming to them that, that you wouldn't expect? Do they maybe get telephone calls from, from people they don't seem to know on a regular basis? They might be being a bit sort of secretive about money, a bit reluctant to talk about their finances. Those sorts of things can, can, can suggest that maybe, only maybe, but maybe someone is becoming a victim to these sorts of things. And if they are you need to try and sit them down and talk to them about it. There's always a sense of embarrassment from people mm -hmm. that they've been taken in by this sort of thing. It's not always a good idea to, to, to criticise them. You have to try and reassure them and, and, and explain that, because it's true, that you know, lots and lots and lots of people fall for this sort of thing and they haven't been stupid to, 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 to succumb to the scam but to give them practical steps in terms of how they can get out of the scam. So it's telling them, you know, if someone tells you you've, uh, you've, you've won money and you need to pay £10 to receive it, don't do that because you won't get the money you're, you're promised. Uh, not to phone things like the 090 premium rate numbers because actually you're going to be charged a lot of money for phoning that. Mm -hmm. uh, that sort of thing. Also, there are some other things that can be done. You can register with uh, an organisation called the Mailing Preference Service. Now, that organisation will reduce the amount of, of unsolicited mail that you receive. Unfortunately, a lot of the scams won't be stopped because it, it only has an impact on things that are originating within the UK but it's still well worth doing. And you can register with the mailing preference service by, by telephoning them, and the number is 0845 703 4599. There's also a telephone preference service, which stops the unsolicited telephone calls. Again, if it's something originating in America or wherever, it may have little impact. But you can register with them on 0845 070 07. 07. If you can convince the person so that you redirect their mail, well worth doing, particularly if it's a, a serious problem that you, you've encountered. 
going back to the gentleman I was describing earlier, when I went and visited him, his house was just piled high with mailings everywhere. So if you get the mail redirected, you have to be prepared. You might receive a lot of mail, but at least it's going to you and you can just put it in the bin. Whereas obviously if it's going to going to the victim, then they're going to be likely to be tempted again to, to respond. So try and get them to agree to redirect the mail. They do have to agree to it, mm-hmm. but if they do, that's obviously a good thing to do. And those numbers again, please? Yep. The mailing preference service is 0845 703 4599. And the telephone preference service is 0845 070 0707. You can also um, cut down on the amount of unaddressed mail that the Royal Mail put through your door. Mm-hmm. Again, it may not have much impact, but anything you can do is better than nothing. And to do that, you need to write to Royal Mail door-to-door opt-outs, Kingsmead House, Oxpens Road, Oxford, OX11RX, or you can email opt-out at royalmail.com. I'll ask you for that uh, uh, web address or the email address in just a moment, but some people that I'm aware of uh, with their junk mail, for example, um, take their own name and address off everything, repackage it, and put it in the self-addressed envelope. Would you approve or not? Uh, I don't think I disapprove. I mean, <laughs> maybe I should, but I don't think I would. I've, I've heard of lots and lots of things like that where, where, where people try to uh, get back at the sort of people that send the, 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 this kind of stuff. And, and sometimes, yes, maybe that, 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 that can help if people want to do that. I mean, I've heard of a, a lot of uh, websites where people have sort of set them up dedicated to scamming the scammers um, and, and things like that. Um, but there, there is a bit of a movement in, in that way where, where people um, you know, tend to sort of quite enjoy trying to, to get back at the, the scammers. And there can be some quite amusing stories about things like that. OK, let's um, just ask you for that post office uh, address and uh, email uh, address, if we may. Yep, it's Royal Mail door to door-to-door opt-outs, Kingsmead House, Oxpens Road, Oxford, OX11RX, and the email is opt-out at royalmail.com. David, thanks again.